I can't do it. Dwayne the Rock Johnson or like Vin Diesel impression. You know, Vin Diesel's a little bit easier. Like. supposed to do we shut it down <laughs> oh. welcome to telefriends episode 28 where we're listening to the messages wait, 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 hold on. you leave wait at three or four five what did you stop james james stop <laughs> casey yo i have a question for you okay what are we doing welcome to telefriends episode 28 <laughs> <laughs> where we're listening to the message our callers leave at three or four or five one eight james I'm Casey, you're Bo. Hello, Bo. Hello. I've heard these calls, you haven't heard any of them. So, we had some warm-up where we, we were talking about the state of certain rap musicians. Yeah, we talked about right. Kanye West versus Run the Jewels. Which, like, they're not even in the same world. I think we're sleeping on uh, call number five. Alright, this might take me a couple of takes, so bear with me. <coughs> I got a fellow named Bo in the studio. It's his duty keeping you in the mood to make you shake your booty, yo. Casey at base, he never speaks hastily. Wasting no paces, he curates the calls tastefully. Three is the number of branches on this tree. Cool Casey, brother Bo in the telefamily. Oh no, we ain't gonna have a break flow. Got a lot of problems, but this show has zero. For whatever you want for whoever you are for all the sentient computers eating sushi in their cars five times oh. over we answer all your questions though we reserve the right to ignore all of the best ones one purpose <laughs> one quest one mission one goal shout into the internet remember your soul and remember your dream or that sandwich you ate we'll send up the safety jam and we'll tell you how they rate three oh four five one eight Jam. Question or a story as its funky number. It can be legitimate or something way dumber. Only two rules make it easier than summer. Ladies to the front of the line and no plumber. Unencumbered. Let your mind fly freely. Welcome home to your new telefamily. Nah, that's pretty good. I feel like that's a repeating. Like, that's a. Yeah. It's evergreen. My man, do we, do we play this before? No, he's called in with a rap before. This is a it wasn't the same rap. No, that's what. I, but he. But this he is does, the only calling rapper. Always, that he we've always got. wants to introduce it like this could take me a couple tries. And he always, always bangs it out on the first one. Yeah, he's yeah. like, they call Jay Z one take hove. Jay Z's like best friends. Call him that, right? <laughs> is there a musical instrument you'd, you'd rather be good at than being good at rapping? Like, if I could offer one, like, here's any instrument in one hand, and here's being a sick ass. MC in the other hand. Oh, I don't have any ambition whatsoever to be a sick MC. No, but I could give it to you as a gift. I would love to be a piano virtuoso. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it would be dope to play like, uh, you know, like expansive math rock style guitar. Mm-hmm. I think that would be dope. You don't want to get weird on it. You don't want something like you don't see often. Like I'm awesome at a. I would love to be awesome at xylophone for sure. sure. And Thurman is like, I get it, man. I don't know. (laughs) 
I th- so theremins are dope, but I don't want to fucking have a theremin. Accordion man? No, no thanks. No? Xylophones, though, man. I love a good xylophone jam. What's what's a good xylophone jam? Yeah. Um, there's... So the pattern on your shirt is hard to look at. This It's an E-cat pattern? Yeah. In what way? It's like it almost makes me feel like I'm not focusing correctly. There's a there's a band out of Austin called Thor and Friends. Thor is a is also the God of Thunder. He's also the drummer for Shearwater. Okay. As well as Swans. All right. And uh, there's they got fucking xylophones in their shit, dog. I'm just gonna see if this is one of the ones that does that. D&D adventure. Yeah, maybe. That could be a busy workplace, you know? Yeah, man. I saw I saw Thor and Friends at the, 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 the Cactus Cafe Ooh. here in town. Have you been there? Uh, I don't think so. It's like the most acoustically perfect space in the world. Where, where is this? It's on campus. It's on... Oh, yeah, I have been there. That's where I saw... Dope, right? Uh, I saw a guy before. Yeah, I can't remember his name. How was it? It was really good. Right? Tyler Childers. What Tyler Tyler Shoulders? Tyler Childers. Childers. <laughs> uh, yes, his name sounds like Shoulders. Yeah, but those like they like <laughs> filled the room full of fucking xylophone sounds and like my fucking mind was blown the whole time. Thor and Friends. Listen to Thor and Friends. Thor and Friends rule. Well, this leads Thor rules. That guy's a really cool dude. This, well, I mean, your name Thor. You got a leg up out of the gate. Yeah, and it's dope that he's like a percussionist. Uh, th- this leads us into another call, actually. Let's, uh, listen to number two. Hey, telefriends, it's Dave, long-time listener, fifth-time caller. Hey, Dave. Continuing conversation with Bo about jams in and jams out. Yes. Bo, last time I gave you nothing and you spun it into gold. Oh, shit. I'm a huge fan of Spiritualized. Awesome. And so, uh... Should, should we talk recap? about this? Yeah, should we... <laughs> I thought we'd do it at the end, but yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, hit it. Okay, so, like, Dave. Dave. So, uh, first of all, there's a concept on Telefriends called Jam In, Jam Out, where you call with a jam, and I did I play that jam, and then I respond with a jam of my own. That's Correct. The jam out. Uh, Dave and I have been on a sort of a, what, like, kind of a longer, extended mm-hmm. honing in on what it is that Dave Back likes. and forth. Yeah. yeah. I want to give him a jam out that he mm-hmm. jams on. Yeah. You're trying to find this perfect common ground. Last time he he jammed in. Uh, he was Cage. too nervous to give you anything. Yeah, but he's called so he John gave Cage you. 433, which I think is funny. Uh, and I responded with 
with spiritualized ladies and gentlemen floating in space because it's based on you know, Paco Bell's canon in D, which, you know, is... So I wanted to, like, take a... I wanted to take a contemporary classic composer like John Cage and then, you know, spin it into Taco Bell, but then being sort of sampled by a... I think Taco Bell every time you say it. Taco Bell is so delicious. Every time you say the thing about it. Do you have a favorite thing All I think of is like... Do you have a thing from Taco Bell that went away that you wish would come back? Because I would do anything for a motherfucking quesalupa, my friend. Quesalupa? No, that was never one of mine. I was just thinking how I could go for a Mexican pizza from Taco Bell. They're they're still popping. I know. I just haven't had one in years. Oh, man. It used to be like my go-to. Can we talk about the fact that I was at the fucking heart specialist this week as a dude in my early to mid 30s uh and he told you more mexican pizzas and he was like just don't eat anything if you can just <laughs> chill out with these can we get, just get you ice chips and fucking do you know what air plants are can you do that because my taco bell days are over man yeah nothing there anymore huh uh-uh. it's like i don't eat red meat anymore so mm-hmm. like seasoned beef is a wrap i fucking, season can't eat carbs anymore so no more fucking quesadillas for your boy much less or, a quesalupa. Or tortillas of any kind. Uh, it sucks, dude. Like, what do I do now? What do I do now? Well, that's the thing. It's not a thing where it's like, this is your normal forever. Like, if you get your shit together, you could occasionally have a fucking quesalupa. Yeah, I just can't have them have, have quesalupas at the clip I was concerned about. <laughs> yeah, that's your problem. Your problem is that you're getting things taken away. But that's the thing. The problem is that like, you had a problem of consumption. I'm a real all or nothing kind of a dude, though. And so I feel like if I open that door a little bit, like mm-hmm. I'm back on the Taco Bell train. Your addiction is real, Bo. It's fucking real. What's up, Dave? Here is what I've got for you. <laughs> the best concert that I ever saw in my life was spiritualized the Whoa. Jesus and Mary Chain and Curve, one of my all-time favorite bands. So I have a jam in for you that is Curve, Super Blaster. Uh, also, as you pointed out, many great songs are based around the progression of Pachelbel's Canon and D. Uh, I'm going to pick just one of those as a second jam in, which is the Pet Shop Boys cover of the Village People's Go West. Just to show you, I have a playful side. Put me over, tickle my tummy. I'm fun. Uh, and speaking of the best concert I ever saw, that is my discussion question for you guys. What's the best concert you ever saw? Flip side, what's the worst concert you ever saw, and why? Thanks, guys. Bye. Oh man, so he wants me to play Super Blaster by Curve. <laughs> Something by the Pet Shop Boys. So his response is, his J-Man is this Curve song. Yeah, but he also had another one. But that was just on the topic of Taco Bell's <laughs> D-Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did I do it right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So is this Curve? This is super blessed. Does it sound like Papa Bell's Cannon in D? No. no. I don't <laughs> fucking know. <laughs> like, I pay attention. We could take a turn. This sounds like the soundtrack for a supernatural WB show from the mid to late 90s.
on this episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Last week. Who's playing at the bronze? I never saw that show. <laughs> I saw every episode. Yeah? Twice. How was it? It's great. I, I think I would like it. I just got, man, I don't know. Like, it's not like... Too much in the world, you know? It's like pre, like, golden age of television where the stories were this season. You know, like, it all, everything tied to the season that got bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like right before that where they're kind of doing that a little bit, but uh-huh. it's not as cohesive because they also had to do like 20 some episodes, <laughs> you know? Right. And one person had to be in, like, every scene, practically. So that's, like, a pretty heavy workload. Yeah. But... She, like, left the show, right? No, she was there the whole time. What? I thought she left. You're wrong. All right. <laughs> but where it has, like, a... Can, we, can you just keep talking over, uh, over Pet Shop Boys? Yeah. Uh, but where it had a uh, leg up on a lot of the other shows of the year was the giant brain figurehead showrunner of Joss Whedon. Right, 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 right. So he could, like, step in occasionally and do, like, next-level shit for, like, an episode. Which would just... Like, it has some of the singularly best single episodes of a TV show ever. Would it then go back to, like, mid-level, though? Yeah, and, like, they would hit highs and lows, but there would be, you know, it's all 24, 22 episodes, whatever it was, is a lot of hours of a thing to make good. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I gotta watch it. I guess I gotta give it its due. I just I feel like there's so much media to consume in the world. It's super good. There's, you know? So many things. Like, as a person, as part of a duo who's competing for your attention. My attention? Oh. That was Go West by Pet. You're talking to the people. Thanks, Dave. Um, it's like fucking hard to like decide where what to consume and what not yeah it's difficult yeah like should i be reading this second lead child novel in the jack reacher <laughs> saga probably not there's probably other stuff are i could be ever reading gonna not though you are gonna like i spent a long time not doing it yeah and now i am <laughs> we i mean at the same time what we need is a joss Whedon for telefriends yeah <laughs> We need someone to step in and suddenly... Just, like, ramp it up for an episode. Like, a killer season ender. <laughs> <laughs> like, you remember when that one dude was doing that for Doctor Who, but then he became the showrunner of Doctor Who, and it was mm-hmm. like, I don't know, man. It's like, yeah, you can't do... Every song can't be a banger, right? Right. Well, you have to have like not? You have to have, like, set up ones, you know? Yeah. Now I'm making albums on TV be the same thing, and that's unfair. Might as well, though. Unfair to everybody. Um, you have some? I do. And he did that more, like, on, or some more, a couple times on, like, Angel. But it, like, it wasn't, like, all the great episodes were him, either. There's, like, super talented people that work on that show. And every once in a while they do one that was, like, holy shit. Do you have a favorite concert you ever went to? Maybe. What was it? Like, I'm very fond and can easily slip into the positive mindset that I had during the closing Sonic Youth set at Lollapalooza. Yeah. Whatever year it was. Sure. That they headlined. That was like a really amazing yeah. moment. I'm trying to think. Of, I've seen a lot of good shit. I don't know, man. Like I have too. I saw the Beastie Boys a couple times and they were amazing it every makes time. Me sick, but I've never seen the Beastie Boys. Makes me sick. I saw once when they were doing the thing where they had the rotating stage. So they'd do like three rap songs and the stage would turn and there would be other instruments. And then they would play the instruments and the stage would turn and the DJ would be back. And they'd do like more rap songs, like back and forth. Damn, I love them. It was really, really good. Is there a concert that was the worst you've ever seen? 
They have fucking 8,000 of them. The time I saw Frank Black perform in a dueling piano bar in Savannah, Georgia, was the low point of, I think, both of our lives. <laughs> I looked up once and it was, in a, it was in a venue that Creed was playing in. At the, at the same time? You were at a Creed show? Yeah. On accident? It was like they were playing at like our bar in my hometown. Whoa. And it was like right before they became like a thing. And, but they were popular enough there was a ton of people there. Like, we went to our bar and like, what the fuck are all these people doing here? Like, we get our way to the bar and they're like, somebody go greed. And then they played and it's like, well, this is fucking atrocious. This is garbage. Oh, this is the best night of all of our lives. Did you read Let's that new article where the Creed guys like Scott Weiland visited him? Yeah, visited him in the shitter on his bus or whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right? Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> that guy can fuck all the way off. Does Dave want to jam out, you think? He probably wants a Creed jam. Tough shit. This is Night Lunch by Love Inks. That's my favorite type of lunch. I feel like this is Dave's vibe. The Buffy the Vampire Slayers episode called The Body. Is the best meditation on personal loss that I've ever like come across. Really? Yeah, it's episode where her mother dies. I didn't think her mom was on that show. Yes, she's on there for a bunch of seasons, and then she dies. Spoiler. I think I conflate Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Veronica Mars. She also stayed on her show the entire time. That show was great. It was. But I haven't seen it all. It also suffered from the seasons of TV were too long. Like, there's some middle ones in there that's like, what yeah. are we doing here? Right. What's this? What's the thread? Yeah. Was Jocelyn was not involved in that though? No. That was Rob Thomas. Not the one you're thinking of. Not from Matchbox 20. Yeah. It seemed like it had a similar vibe, though. Yeah, I mean, it was strong lead female character but also like high school blonde yeah yeah, yeah yeah there's a lot of common like group of friends that were solving crimes and it also seemed like that snappy kind of Juno dialogue yeah I mean it's the Whedon specialty right that was yeah. what he was there for that was Night Lunch by, slightly off subject by, by, by Love Inks Dave check out Love Inks they rule also an Austin local band what it's look fine. at you keeping it local Same. oh there's my band there's my, my show that I liked what's up uh, when oh, yeah, you just went to see a show. <laughs> yeah, I went. Uh, uh, I went and saw a band called a uh, Howdy that we talked about a couple episodes back. H O V V D Y. And they were a fucking great experience. That's awesome. I was telling you, it was like uh, one of the things that really stuck out about me was not only was the music really good, but it was like a super positive vibe. You were like, what? What song came on where you were like, that's my shit? Uh, I like Problem a lot. You already played it on this show. Yeah. Meg is a really good one. Yeah, like at one point, one of the it's essentially two guys. They have like a couple people with them when they perform. But uh, one guy's like, "Hey, so and so's dad's here," and, and everybody's like, "Oh, clapped." And the, the guy's like, "Yeah, there's my dad," and the dad waved. He's like, "I love my dad." And everybody's like, "Oh." The other guy's like, "I love my dad too, but he can't be here." <laughs> Do you feel like <laughs> it was like a, a super nice thing? Do you feel like uh, it was like really coming full circle for you because you're like you're like fucking fourth and in inches on being a dad right now? Like 
Uh oh, am I extra sensitive to dad stuff? Yeah. Well, hundred percent. Yeah, man, they're having a moment. I mean, they yeah, clearly have a moment. They clearly he like their dad seemed like an older dad. I'm going to be an older dad. It's like that's awesome that this older dad's here checking out his son's album release party. Yeah. Like the dad got up on the stage and was taking pictures from behind him. And that's fucking awesome. Yeah, it was really really sweet. It's rad to be a supportive dad. Rad old dad. Rad old dad. There's my t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bo. Uh-huh. So we just did a lot of jamming yeah. right then. That was four jams. It was jam heavy. Let's slow it down a little bit. Uh, that's my favorite thing to do. So we get a lot of quick calls, like bam, bam, bam. People in and out. Like what here's information I've got. This is our first multi-part, multi-multi-part. It's a, it's each of our voicemails is only three minutes long, and it cuts you off. Right. This is a three-part story. Damn. This has never happened before. We're going to start with call number six. Is it, I feel like we're investigating reporters. Me, does it go six, seven, eight? It goes six, eight. No, it goes six, seven, eight. No, I, yeah, yeah. But we're up. going to stop after the first one and talk. And we can pause wherever. Right, but I'm saying I, usually I clear the what plays next. Yeah, year. six, seven, eight. Hey, what's going on, Casey and Bo? Hello. Uh, first of all, I think you should know that every time I, I hear you guys on your podcast, the first thing I think of is Ninja Turtles because Bo liked Donatello's weapon and Casey Jones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the reason I'm calling is I actually called in before, but I guess uh, I guess it was all messed up because I was driving with my headset on and uh, got choppy, so sorry about that. Here, we're going to try again. We'll see if I can do it in uh, less than three calls. Okay. Um, so forever ago, I used to work at a, at a restaurant, and uh, there was a woman there that was a customer. She was uh, what we called a coffee slug. She'd come in, she'd order <laughs> coffee all the time. It was always really rude, never tipped. And for the longest time, I always, like, tried to, you know, be nice, thinking, you know, maybe I could, like, convert her to being a good customer. It never worked out. Bummer. In fact, it turns out she was stealing tips from other tables. Jesus. Like, people would leave tips, and she would, like, snag them when no one was looking. And we figured out she was doing this, but we could never prove it and get her banned. So years later, I happened to be eating at that same restaurant that I used to work at with a friend. And uh, I saw her and a group of three other people sitting at a table, and I was telling my friend about how, that, how she was stealing tips. And she was like, well, you should just go over there and, like, dump maple syrup on her or something. And I was like, you know what? I think I will. Whoa. So I had it all planned out. I was going <laughs> to, you know, take the lid off the syrup and pretend like I was approaching my uh, server and accidentally spilled on this lady. But it just wasn't timing out right. And uh, so my friend was like, just go dump it on her or whatever. Like, I'll wait in the car. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Warm it up. So I took the lid off the maple syrup, walked up to this lady, set the maple syrup on the table right in front of her. She looked down at the maple syrup, looked up at me. I just uh, tipped it over into her lab, went, ha, took off running. You know, ran out of the building, ran, jumped into my car, oh. turned the keys, <laughs> battery was dead. Good. So we're freaking out, of course, my friend's sitting in the passenger seat. So I'm like, well, shit, like I work a block down the road, just follow me. And like, we went tearing down the road and ran into the back entrance of uh, my job where all my coworkers were at. And like, what's going on? Like, I, oh, I just like, accosted uh, a woman. But we're going to hang out for a while. Maybe half an hour or so. It's cool when Batman and, uh, does after it. After a while, my friend was like, well, like, they didn't see me running out. You know, I was already in the car, so you want me to go back and see if, like, they called the police and, you know, connected you to that car? I'm like, yeah, that'd be cool if you could do that. And uh, it turns out they did remember her from inside the restaurant because they saw her come out and peek and recognize her, and the police followed her and came and caught us. Um, All right. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we got caught. Uh, we denied everything. Saying I you know, told the police it was just an accident. And uh, there were two cops. 
one of them was like a real hard ass, you know, like Joe Friday type of cop, like really wanted to like make sure to bust us over the maple syrup thing. And the other one was like a young cop, really clearly didn't even want to be there. So when you deny everything, it's bad cop. They send you a court date. And so I went to my court date where I had to plead guilty or not guilty. I basically said like, I don't know what to plead. He's like, all right. Okay. So, so far, I'm not on this dude's side. (laughs) Just to be clear. Well, like, I see how it can happen. Like, he's probably clearly like like a teenager. He's probably like a teenager. And there's this customer that they always hated that they knew was stealing but couldn't do anything about it. And it's not like he threw coffee in her face. He dumped syrup in her lap. It's not like you're sticky and it's a mess, but... Shit's not going right for you, you know? Yeah, you, you're allowed to be pissed about that, but... I'm saying, like, shit in your life isn't going your way lately. And fucking, you know, I'm just trying to get a cup of coffee. I'm hard up enough where I, I would deign to fucking swipe a tip from a server. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which has happened in my life where it's like... I could not believe tips got stolen from me, but I know that they did. Yeah. It's, it happens. It's a thing that happens. <clears throat> but the person stealing your tips is never in a great place. <laughs> yeah. But what, what, what justice can you get? You fucking move on to your fucking new job and chill there. Like, I guess hey. as an adult, you go over to her now and be like, hey, I used to work here. You were always extremely rude, and I'm pretty sure you stole tips, and that's fucked up. You would do that? I would never do that in a million years. Yes. Why? To what end? To making that person know that their fucking behavior is not without repercussion. Be it verbal repercussion, but... Yes. I guess, man. be like, I don't want shit to do with you. Like, yeah. I'm like always team caller. I'm usually team Casey, but yo, man, I don't know. I don't know if I can follow you guys down this road. I, I mean, know that every fucking uh, interaction and every shitty thing, like, I, look, I jumped out of a car yesterday because somebody stole our parking spot. <laughs> like, I get it. But See, I'm, just, I'm talking about that level of interaction. I'm not going to have a conversation with her. I'll be like, hey, you know what? You were a shitty person to me, and I feel like you should know that because that made me feel bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maple syrup bandit part two. So, went to court where you had to plead, and I was told the judge, I was like, man, I don't know what to plead, because like, I didn't have a, an attorney or anything, because you know, I was poor. And so he's like, well, that means not guilty then. So I'm like, okay, you know. And then, uh, yeah, around this time, while I was waiting for like the actual uh, uh, trial, there was an article in the uh, newspaper. Uh, the, the town that I lived in at the time, the city I lived in at the time, was about a quarter of a million people. So it wasn't like an itty-bitty town, but it wasn't like a major sprawling city either. But it was a major city. The chief of police like, actually wrote an article in the paper saying that uh, not only should this have not been investigated, it should have been prosecuted. It should have been one of those situations where the cops came in and said, hey, knock it off, and that would be the end of it. But there I was, uh, had to go to court. Fucking is what you should have done to begin with, dog. Come on. <laughs> I think it's, I think so, it's super I interesting. To court, my plan the, was to go in. His dumping syrup on a shitty customer after he, he doesn't even work there anymore. And dumps syrup on a shitty customer becomes like a political statement in his town. Where yeah. the sheriff weighs in about waste of police resources. I just feel like the woman with the syrup on her is the victim in the story. <laughs> Yeah, of course she is. She had a thing done unto her. Yeah. She had vigilante justice visited upon her. 
But is this like a police matter, or do the police should the police have just shown up and been like, "That's shitty, sorry." I don't know, man. Uh, it's, I mean, I, I don't know, dude. Like, that's a weird. That's a tough call. It's not for me. To Bo decide. team cop. Wow. Not the side cop, of the man. Probably. Team cop is. I don't believe that this should be investigated. <laughs> according to the cop, I'm saying in order to protect the rights of innocent people who fucking don't want shit poured on their laps while they're trying to drink their coffee. Law, like, man. Because there is no law that says I gotta fucking tip you. And if you can't fucking prove that I stole your tips, <laughs> then it's entirely likely that I never fucking did. So maybe it was some shithead coworker you should be talking to, and this person just sucks at tipping. <laughs> Who knows? And just hit up the prosecuting attorney ahead of time and be like, hey, you want to plead this down? Because what I was being charged with was disturbing the peace, which I expected, and vandalism. That's weird. I don't know how they, like, put maple syrup on a lady and vandal them together. Like, I guess it could be there, but it seemed like a stretch. So, like, I kind of pulled her aside, this, this uh, attorney aside, and was like, hey, I'll take disturbing the peace. That's, you know, makes sense. But, like, but see, he's willing. You don't cooperate with me. You know that I'll pour syrup in your ass. I want to syrup your ass. <laughs> but, like, 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 he knows he did something wrong. He's not. No part of it did he think he was doing something that should have been okay. Like, he, he tried to run. Like, his yeah, plan right. was to run. Does he feel justified in having done Yeah, it, he knew it was a crime. Yeah. So that's not the problem. Like, this vandalism, come on, I can't do that. She's like, well, we'll drop the disturbing the peace, but we're going to fight, you know, try to get the vandalism on you. And I was like, no, I can't do that. So, like, I guess I'll just be fighting both charges. Like, yeah, I guess you will. So, the, you know, the trial went on. Six witnesses they called against me. First, the two police officers went up and they said, told their part of the story, which was exactly right. And there was a nervous young cop and the Joe Friday guy there again. And so I didn't even cross-examine them. I just said, like, thanks for telling the truth. Because uh, the next four witnesses, the the people sitting at the table, they, that got a little bit wacky. Uh, one of those people was a blind guy who uh, held up his hands in front of him to explain how blind he was. He could, From where he put his hands, like, he could see about a foot and a half in front of him. And there he was in court saying what he saw that day. And he was telling the court that uh, I was flinging maple syrup everywhere. You know, and like spilled it all over this lady. And when it came to be my turn to cross-examine, you know, I was like, so like you say I was flailing the syrup wildly like this. Like, yeah, like, didn't he get on you? He's like, well, no. How about on her? No. On her? No. Just on her? Yeah. Not on the table? No. Not on the floor? No. Just on her? Yeah. But I was flailing it around wildly. Yeah, and I was like, you're lying. And the judge yelled at me. She goes, you're not allowed to call a witnesses liar. You're only allowed to ask them questions. And... Like I just kind of, I kind of backed off. You know, like what the hell am I? Like I don't know how to be a lawyer. I shouldn't have been representing myself, but I couldn't afford a lawyer. So uh, the whole thing went through. Isn't that the deal, though? The state will appoint an attorney for you. Yeah, but he that they wanted him to take the the vandalism charge, and he didn't want to do it. Through it was ridiculous, and uh, I was found guilty of both charges. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so then I had to come back later for a restitution hearing which is okay this is part three of this call where <laughs> it's weird i like could see this dude being a cool dude yeah but this is an uncool thing that i that well that's the thing it's like he's not he's not justifying he's it sounds like he feels justified no totally i think he's like i did a wrong thing but i'm not gonna get blamed for shit that i didn't do like vandalism is a is a push what would be the more reasonable charge? Assault? 
No, I think the first thing they said. The, Disturbing uh, the peace, but that's yeah. just the peace. That doesn't suggest that there's a victim in this crime. Which no, she's the, the, she is the peace he's deserving. I thought that's the general piece. It seems like there needs to assign a victim to the person that he spilled syrup on on purpose. So her approach is that it's vandalism, but he's affecting her property. Her problem is her clothes getting sticky. I sure. That's the that's the thing that happened there that's noteworthy. More than a guy dumped a thing on a person. Do you think what do you think should happen to a person when they pour syrup on you? I th- I think they should get like a ticket. They should get a fine. And you should get no restitution of any kind. Uh, if my clothes are ruined and I can, you know, show that, uh-huh. yeah, they should pay for my clothes. Okay. Or the cost to clean them. Yeah. I don't think I should get fucking... And my court fees. Emotional bullshit, yeah. Okay. Maple syrup mayhem, part three. <laughs> so, that's going to be three calls after all. Uh, so, yeah, in court for the restitution hearing. This I love is the where, uh, determine how much everything's going to cost you to pay back, you know, like, the person, you know, who's like... Your stuff, you damaged in this case. It was uh, this woman who was maple syrup. Like, I, I don't know how she got it on her jacket, but that was like the main thing that she was saying was that like her jacket was ruined. So, uh, the restitution hearing, I came in, I sat down. It was a different judge and a different prosecuting attorney. They were kind of muttering to each other, chuckling a little bit, and they kind of waved me to come up. You know, I, I walked slowly up, you know, hanging my head. And they, uh, they were like, look, if you're willing to pay for this one's jacket, we're willing to drop the charges. I just looked up, big smile on my face, like, y- yes, yes, please, how much? And they, like, kind of like, dug through the paperwork for a second, they're like, $14. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, yes. Like, reaching my pocket, they're like, no, 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 don't, don't give any money to us. It's like, county treasurer, right around the corner. So, like, yes, thank you, thank you, you guys are awesome. And, uh, yes, yeah, I went and paid the, uh, county treasurer, and I have no legal record because of this. So now, here's the thing, like, I think that's, possibly the best way it could have worked out because to that, that woman who I dumped the maple syrup on who was stealing tips from servers allegedly I think fully deserved that as far as she's concerned she was there in court when I was found guilty and she probably thinks she like got her revenge on me or whatever but I know better because it's like in the end I got away with it which maybe isn't <laughs> the right thing because I was totally guilty of it and uh, I'm pretty sure the statute of limitations is up on any crimes I may have committed such as possibly lying in court so I think it's okay, but I'm still going to, like, you know, keep my name off of this. But the main thing is I definitely learned... How many fucking syrup bandits do you think ended up in the news? Syrup bandits. Uh, all right, sorry. Learned my lesson, I think. Like, I definitely toned things down after that, because uh, I guess if I ever had to go to court for, like, a crime I commit, and I could pick any crime, it probably would have been this one. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> super stoked I got away with it and I've been on the straight and narrow ever since so maybe it kind of worked out even though like I kind of got away with it I don't know I guess thoughts opinions that's my jams thanks for the great podcast thank thank you for calling <laughs> what a fun story like yo he represented himself in court he ended up paying $14 I feel so bad for this woman I don't at all that's crazy why not <laughs> she's fine she cared more she would have been at that second, that that part where they were going to pay for her stuff. She submitted a thing that said her jacket cost $14. What the fuck does she owe anybody for being fucking accosted, dude? <laughs> she doesn't owe anybody anything. He was wrong. It's a wrong thing to do. I'm not saying that was a cool thing he did. I'm saying it was, it's, the idea of representing yourself in a case is kind of neat. Yeah. I will never do that. No. Nor, nor, well, 
You would, you would never have to. No, because I'm a stand-up guy. I don't break laws. That's true. You're a lawful good dude. I'm not lawful good, but... What think... would you call yourself? I think that you are. What, what, if, if, if not that, then what? I think... What's your alignment? I think those titles are simplistic. Sure. Useful nonetheless. I think I would be neutral good. I think I can go either way on some of the rules of things, but my intentions are always good. You love rules, though. No, I just follow some of them. They're there for usually a good reason. But the part that bugs me is this shit. That woman who I dumped a maple syrup on who's stealing tips from servers. This. And who I think fully deserved that. She does not fucking fully deserve it. <laughs> not, he thinks she does. He's involved in the situation. I don't are you, are, like, the idea of, like... From here, it doesn't look cool. Yeah, but the idea that you've never been in a situation where someone's done, done a shitty thing and you think, man, that person deserves something shitty to happen to them. That shit usually works out, man. That shit usually works itself out. Well, that's not the question. I've never been like, I mean, no, dude. <laughs> like, I'm confident in the idea that, like, you know, shitty things happen to people who do shitty things because people who put, like, shitty energy into the universe end up with fucking shitty experiences in the universe. Like, I'm fine and comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. I don't think... I don't know. There's something about it that smacks of, like, <laughs> weird well, it's entitlement. Like a, it's, and fucking, a, like, it's a dumb uh, young uh, thing. This lady only had a $14 coat and shit. I don't know, man. I think, it's a, it. I think it's a dumb young thing, and I think it's... The interesting part is him looking back and going, like, yeah, I was clearly wrong. Like, yeah, he says that, but he doesn't feel it because he thinks that the lady deserves it, and you can't do something to someone that someone deserves. No, you can hundred percent do a thing to someone that they. So you can be justified and wrong at the same. Yeah, time? so you can have personal justifications for doing mm. a ton of things. I don't know, man. It's called a revenge. It happens all the fucking time. That's what it is. Yeah. I'm, look, I thank you for your call. <laughs> I happen to disagree. I think you are Mr. Moral High Ground here. I think you are some uh, higher state of judgment than I am. Maybe. I think that lady's going to be okay. Why? Because I think it was is will end up being a story she tells. I think it's all together more likely that the guy who got away with pouring syrup on the lady hard up enough to be stealing tips is going to be all right. The lady hard up enough to... Hard up no, no, so you're assuming tip. things that aren't part of our information. You're assuming that she's hard up for Maybe she's just a monster who's stealing tips. Have you ever had tips stolen from you? No, but... I have. So, have you ever stole tips so, Fucking needed that money more than I did. Everyone. Like he, Every time it happened. I don't believe that at all. all right. I think that's a generalization. It's a generalization about people who stole tips from me in my experience, yeah. Yeah, I, think, I don't think you had the full information on all those people. I don't think there was like a... All right. A life check on them given. Okay. I disagree. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I mean, because we're already assuming that she's stealing the tips, which we don't know for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's the case, then if she wasn't stealing those tips, let, okay, let's say they fucking go back to the goddamn, like, footage, right? Okay. She never stole a tip. Yeah. They, like, motion sensor camera the shit. Yeah. She never stole a tip. Yeah. Now what do you think? I still think he... The same thing that I think now. He should have got a fine. He did a wrong thing. Yeah. But am I going to lose sleep over this lady's syrup in her lap? I am not. Either way. I mean, I'm not going to lose sleep over I mean, I'm speaking... But, I mean, fuck, our job here is to engage with these calls fully, right? Yeah, like, that's what we're doing. So, like, I'm not going to lose sleep over it, but I well, am... I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm heightening my reaction. Right. But... 
I'm not going to feel bad, that bad for her. Like, I feel bad for her because a wrong thing happened to her. But I'm not going to... I don't feel that bad for her. Yeah. I feel bad for a person who's fucking... She was the... She was hosted by a stranger for reasons that you couldn't have known in that scenario. Then told by the higher authorities that you're fucking... You being accosted is not worth our time. And then, like, that whole situation... And then the dude gets off pretty much scot-free sucks I'm not that gonna, experience sucks I'm not going to feel bad for someone who's the victim of a shitty prank essentially that their greatest financial hardship that they told anyone was a $14 coat if they did or did not does not matter like he should have had to pay for that he should have had to pay a fine yeah. I agree the system's not cool right. but I don't feel bad for her for being on the end of a very safe dumb prank alright and I don't know that I'll ever feel that bad for it. Agree to disagree. Like I've done, like I've seen where shit happened to strangers. Like I've been walking down the road and like someone's drove by and thrown, thankfully wasn't urine on me <laughs> from a moving car. That was worse. That sucks. Yeah, but uh, it ain't a big deal. I don't feel, I don't think that person should be extra punished for it. Do you think that person was motivated by revenge? Could be. Someone sent me a dead mouse once, though. <laughs> That's true. And I didn't do shit. I bet it was this guy. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, a, on a similar subject, let's go with call number four. Hey, nerds. It's Kenneth calling back. Now, leaving work to go on an on-site, it is still beautiful. It's around 10.50 on March 29th, spring fantastic i don't work downtown anymore so you know it doesn't always just smell so that's great that's nice uh i guess what i'm calling in for is a question without a rambling story about robots uh and that is have you ever fucked up so bad that you actually did what you were trying to do in the first place whoa i'm uh, i'm currently working with a client who was so inept that they couldn't even plug in the device that I was telling them to replace, even after sending out a replacement and instructions. Until this morning, I do see that the device has registered. I called them and confirmed that, yes, they just fucked up so beyond all conceivability that they did what they were supposed to do in the first place. Awesome. <laughs> well, that's my question. You ever had a fuck-up that turned out right? All right. I love you both. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I think I speak for Casey when I say that we, we love you too, KK. For sure. And thank you, KK, for the third time. Um, I kind of feel like, you know, dog, dogged determination in the face of my own ineptitude is sort 80% of, like, of my success that's story? my whole story, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. I'm forever fucking up bad enough to have yeah. it work out. Yeah, I, but like probably 90% of the time, I don't even know that I fucked up and it worked out okay for me. Right. You know? How like, did you know? A lot of times you wouldn't know. See, yeah. KK's in this, we call Kenneth KK. Mm -hmm. KK's in a scenario where he gets to tell that person that. Yeah, that the, the part of his job is to tell them. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't need me because <laughs> you accidentally made this right. Yeah, that seems like almost like a, that happens, it seems like in poker. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. That fucking. Syrup, dude, it's got me on the back foot, dude. I don't know. What you're, on tilt, you're on tilt over syrup. I am, a little bit. I, I thought you might. I thought this might be how you came out of it. Like this is what I was. 
that dude fucked up bad enough to have shit work out in his favor. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Like, he did a dumb fucked up thing and it worked out just fine. One time, me and a buddy skipped school and we ended up, like, hanging out with somebody we didn't normally hang out with. And ended up at this house where there was, like, someone's dad there that was, like, getting very stoned. And me and my friend were sitting there, like, nervous <laughs> weirdos that we were. already... I've been in this scenario. It's so... That's so fucking weird. And, and like, he was talking about, like, the ashes of his mantle were a person... His buddy. Yeah. And, like, he was, kept talking about his gun. And I turned to my friend, like, the first chance I got. And I was like... We gotta go. We have no vehicle. We're... <laughs> 10 miles from home. I was like, well, let's start hoofing it. You know, what are we going to do? It's 1230 in the afternoon. We should be at school. Fuck. So we just start walking down the train tracks and we eventually find a road and we start taking this road. We told them we're going to the gas station. This is like just your, never came back. This is your life as a Stephen King novel. Yeah. And so we start walking down this road and my friend starts opening people's mailboxes. Oh and we like look through them and just put them back. Or like, if it was like clearly like a advertising for something he ripped it and threw it over <laughs> and we just kept walking like we had no intention of like stealing someone's right, mail right, right, right. so of course the cops show up like someone saw us going opening their mailbox immediately our stories are he did it he did it like blame each other what a bastard yeah and were they you, said were you doing it i mean i was standing there right but uh so the cops come the cops take us to the police station they start talking about how it's a federal offense to tamper with the mail. And I'm like, Word. I'm fucked. <laughs> you, uh, know? you were I was okay. probably, you know, 16, yeah, 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 yeah. something like that. And uh, my mom shows up to get me and she lets me know that they're not going to press charges or anything. That's dope. Which is cool. But it turns out, well, and I was like super grounded and tons of trouble, whatever. But turns out after we left that house, that guy's buddy showed up. And got in a fist fight with this dude, like, in the living room. Damn. And, like, it was, like, like, it was, like, a horrible scene. And it was, like, if two teenage dudes had been there, too, like, that would have gone very wrong. Oh, I felt like, I thought you were telling me a story about a time you fucked up by leaving the... the... No, we fucked up by leaving and, like, stealing mail, essentially. Right. But it was actually kind of a good thing. It was like, oh, man. I, see, I fucking Like, the cops that. came to that place and, like, arrested the dude. I would have had popcorn. <laughs> I'm so ready. Well, like, I feel like the guy showed up like, I'm going to kick the shit out of everybody. I can get my hands on. <laughs> so, and it was like, two teenage girls and this old dude. So he kicked the shit out of the old dude. And I was like. What are these? Was the old it was one of their It was a fucking bads? bad scene, That's man. That's a bad scene, dog. Like, we were there for, like, an hour. And I was like, this is not a good idea. But yeah, so that's kind of one of those stories. We don't have to put this in the... Were you there to, like, buy drugs? Is that the deal? No, we were skipping school, and so he's like, hey, you can come to this place. Oh, this dude was like a Wooderson character? Yeah, I mean, not even. Like, the person we were hanging out with knew this person, and so we went there. It was probably, like, her older boyfriend or some shit. Gross. He was probably in his 20s, but he felt like he was in his 50s. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 16 and everyone over 17 is 700. Right. Yeah. Weird. The world's a weird place, man. <laughs> uh, so we had, speaking of the world being a weird place, we talked about last week about uh, uh, yard symbols. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we got a bit of a follow-up on that with call number three. Three. Stuff like, well, we talked about like there being white rocks in your yard. There's some truth to that. Fuck town central. Out. And like, yeah, well, I mean. There's not truth to it. How to say this. There uh, isn't, like, so I did some research on this after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, it's not 
I had some listeners contact me about their own research regarding this. Oh? Mm-hmm. What'd they say? Uh, let's, let's see what you, what, hear what you got. What I found that is it's like a persistent urban legend. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. Okay. Hello, hello, doodly doos. <laughs> um, I was just calling to ask a pretty... They, I don't know, pretty, I don't know. I think this is an interesting question. We have, um, uh, we have, uh, lots of, like, lots of field art, uh, like, art. I don't even know if you call it art. Out here in the Northwest, uh, the Pacific Northwest, we have, um, uh, actual bald eagles everywhere. And so, um, when you put, a decoy bald eagle in a field, then I guess it scares away uh, other birds or something. Anyway, so they don't come and eat everything in the field. Um, and then there's other yard art out there, like the, well, the great horned owl is another protection art. Yeah. But then you've got, like, the classic um, cement guard lions, which are truly amazing if done right. Uh, painted gold or multiple I think they colors are there for the same reason. You get yourself burned fat. You get yourself fountain. You're you're looking at uh, you know uh, you know other stuff like that. You got the swingers with the white rock. <laughs> and um, but my like whole curiosity, like just I don't know. I was amazed the other day when I saw a yard, a concrete yard art of. John F. Kennedy, like a bust Whoa. of John F. Kennedy, and I was just like, wow, that is so cool. Um, you could probably get other presidents, maybe. Um, okay, so <laughs> here's the two-parter. Um, what what president or historical figure would you get a yard art made of? Good and B, uh, we're all approaching the time when we have yards and are ready to put some uh, concrete statuary in there. Sure. Uh, or just the lady in the polka dot bloomers bending over. Uh, yeah, the you know, like, what are you gonna be? What are you gonna be putting in your yard uh, now that you got a yard? Uh, you're alone. Okay. Well, anyway, hope you're having a sunny day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your call. All right. So this is a particularly timely call because as we've spoken about, you've recently moved. It's true. I have a yard. And you've got a giant bronze statue of William Tecumseh Sherman in your I front do. yard. Which I think is cool. He's a... Yo, he's a... It was weird that it was there when you moved in. He's a complicated figure. Yeah. Ultimately, I think... Well, I don't know. He's one of those guys that you really can't tell if he's ultimately a force for good. It's weird that you got a, the, the statues of him stepping on a person's neck while he's smoking yeah. a cigar. That seems like a weird pose. But. It is weird. But, I mean, look. He, <laughs> he stepped on a lot of necks. <laughs> he smoked a lot of cigars, stepped on a lot of necks. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, fuck, who would you have in your yard? Hmm. Some people have, uh, like, St. Francis in their mm-hmm. yards. It seems like I've seen that. Yeah. With the fucking yeah. birds and shit. I've long since said that when I die, I want to be bronzed and put... A statue, like if I die in the road, just put it off to the side. But like a statue of me. <laughs> what pose do you want to be doing? Probably pointy, one direction. I like. That's I like, like a that's like a family. That's like a family thing. The the point in the picture. So you want to be bronze, pointing skyward, or yeah. uh, 
Excelsior. Mode. Yeah, somewhere near the spot where I died. Unless I died somewhere lame, like in a hospital after being there for months, slowly dying of. Oh, this is the Casey. The terminal disease. This is the Casey wing. Yeah. That sounds like a lame place to have my statue. What was the second part of that? You can put one. Yes, Bo. The answer is yes. You can put a statue of me in your front yard. Good. As long as it's a statue of me sitting. It's a statue of you sitting in front of a golden microphone. And it says, Casey Shelton. And then quotes, don't look at my feet. (laughs) Please. And then like the statue, like, I don't have any feet. (laughs) We'll get Rob Layfeld to sculpt it. I have my feet in two big boxes. Yeah. (laughs) Just Kleenex boxes. (laughs) Howard Hughes, please, comma, don't, don't look at my feet. <laughs> That'd be great. What was the second part of the question? I don't remember. It was three. What president or historical figure would you get a yard art made of? Uh-huh. And B, uh, we're all approaching the time when we have yards and are ready to put some uh, concrete statuary in Where you there. put your yard? Uh, or just the lady in the polka dot bloomers bending over, uh, you know, like... What are you gonna be? What are you gonna be putting in your yard? Okay, what am I gonna put in my yard? What am I gonna be putting in my yard? I've been thinking a lot about my yard. Like, I mowed the lawn for the first time. I know. Fifteen years it looks old. Looks good. Um, I was thinking about like carving out a smallish square, like a square in my yard, and like sectioning it off, like with you know, like metal dividers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like sort of digging it out and filling it in with like gravel. Okay. In the middle of my yard. Not okay. the middle, but sort of towards the right. Like front yard? Backyard. Okay. And then, so not for display. No. For party jam for, downtown. Okay. Now I was thinking about putting a seating area there, mm-hmm. perhaps a pergola, and a fire pit. It's a good look. That would be dope, right? Yeah. But I also want mad flowers back there. You could still do bad flowers. Yeah. Like, there's no reason to not have, like, flowers around the edges of your thing, because who needs to go up to the fucking fences? You're not going to go through... The, there's no gates around the back end of it, you know? Right, right, right. That's true. I just think it would be dope to have... I think you need... So, I've got someone in my neighborhood that has something that... Uh, the Oculus or whatever. What's it called? That my wife and I refer to as the Pigosphere. Pigosphere. Where it's like a... It looks like it's part of an amusement ride, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a seat inside, like a metal circular cage, right. a spherical. That thing's metal bars. It looks like the thing that you get in in American Gladiators. Yeah, like the the ball, but it's open on one side. Balls. Yeah, yeah. Except it's like open on one side, so you can see the seat. Right. And in the seat, our neighbors put there's three little pig statues. Right. And they dress them up according to popular culture or holidays. So, like, they really go to town on Halloween. But then they'll do, like, election ones. Right, 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 right. There was, like, they put a Trump wig on one and, like, you know. But it was, like, nonpartisan. That was both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everybody was represented. I think you need something like that. Like a front yard. Re. Like, you could leave a blank if you want. But whenever you feel inspiration, you can go out there and, like, we could record from it. You know what? I don't want just to be, like, fucking, I'm just going to skew negative this this whole show. Uh, <laughs> That's clearly not what you don't want. It's one of those fucking, that's my little library. Those things. Oh, the take a book, need a book? Yeah, get away from Personal me. library? Forever. Shut up. Why? I don't. That's kidding. a sweet idea. It is not. It's dumb. I know a guy who had one of those near his house. Uh-huh. And people just keep taking all the books, never bringing them back. He's like, every time he goes by, it's empty. <laughs> Good. What the fuck? What does he expect? Fucking promote reading, motherfucker. He's, Maybe there's not a library nearby. He's doing that. Yeah, but he's gonna. Well, it's not his. 
Oh. It's just one in the neighborhood. Maybe they're just not refilling it. Yeah, I mean, it's a good way to get rid of books. I'm it sure you got... a good way to get rid of books. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I'm sure some weirdo's just taking them, selling them somewhere, but... Yeah. It, we are, we're, we're a downbeat episode number 28. Here's what I'm going to say. I think it's always tempting to eat before we do the show. <laughs> but I don't think we should. I think it should be kind of a rule where, like... Record hungry. We're going in hungry. I can see that. Yeah. I, I like what's been happening, but I this has been this has been episode twenty eight, by the way. Oh, right. Of Telefriends. Thank you for listening to episode twenty eight of Telefriends. Bo, thank you for recording episode twenty eight. Thank you for being a part of it, Casey. Well, I mean, a large part, but we don't going to do. Thank you for being the main <laughs> part. <laughs> thank you for being the driving force, Thanks heart and soul, for and skeleton, for creating the idea of Telefriends and bringing me on board. Uh. As always, thank Taku for the use of the song. Thank you, Taku. Thank you, Kenneth, for the third time. Twice for the third time. Yeah. Thank you, Taku, for the use of this theme song supposed to do off the album. Do what you love. Yes. Uh, thank you for listening, for sure. Yeah, and uh, uh, special thanks to the callers. We, we... Thank you, Syrup Man. Dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not no, 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 no. No, you shouldn't apologize. Like, that was exactly what I was thinking was going to happen. <laughs> Like, I thought you were definitely going to take the opposite side for me on this one. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, like, a little bit playful with the the, the ongoing joke that Casey's super rulesy. Like, that's a place where, like, maybe the rules aren't the rules, you know? Like... Yeah. I just, anyways, mm-hmm. we don't have to go back to that subject matter. Let's move forward. Here's... Okay. Can, I, I feel like I'm introducing a new, totally unsuccessful segment to the show for the past three episodes. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. <laughs> This hasn't worked. I'll continue. Hasn't worked yet. Still want it to happen. The first time, I asked our callers to please send us suggestions on where you'd like us to go in terms of a field trip, field recording episode. To be honest, I'm sitting on a couple of those. Okay. Still need more. Hmm. I think we should play them as we get them, dudes. That way, like, the fucking audience, like, stays abreast and involved. Oh, yeah. For sure. I just wanted more than one. Fair enough. I didn't want to do one and never do another one and then be like, <laughs> I guess remember that time that thing happened once? Remember that one person who listens to our show called? Cool, so we gotta go to fucking see Metallica. But yeah, by, what I was gonna say though is, my thing is, if you're listening, please call. That's the thing that keeps us going. Yeah. That's our reason, reason for doing. Uh, and we always appreciate and love it when people call in. I would ask you further, not only to call, but because I'm a needy friend, uh, I would ask you to tell tell a friend about Telefriends. It's right there in the title. It's right there. So I had this idea to send Telefriends on a field trip. I wanted your suggestions on where we mm-hmm. could go on a field trip. You want to play Password? The next episode, I wanted to play Password, where you call in with a word, and then Casey has to fucking get me to say it, and mm-hmm. then we play your call. It's a great fucking idea for a call. I don't know why you won't do it. <laughs> and now, if anybody calls and narrates their psychedelic experience at 304-518-JAMS. Jams. That person gets a Telefriends t-shirt. Oh, yeah? For sure. If you call They have them, to be in the moment experiencing Yeah, yeah. You, I, I don't want your fucking... I don't want you to retell the shit. No one wants to listen to other people's drug care. stories. Yeah, I want... I'm talking about right now. Or right, right when you call. When you call. This is not a live show. But, yeah, yeah if you narrate that experience, like, fucking... We'll call you back and get your information. Send you a fucking t-shirt. That's the call I want. All right. What do you think? I think that's an idea. There's no way that happens. <laughs> What's up with the so, way you so, so, so it's like, can you guys please call? Now can you please call with the rules? 
Right. You already won't call <laughs> your text for things we want out of you. <laughs> um, yeah, do you have a segment called Where Are You At? Uh, yeah, I was actually going to wear you at someone this week, but they called. That's twice in a row that's happened. I know. They, they're pr- predictive. Where are you at, Gavin? Yeah, where are you at, my man? We got to go still. I need answers. You know what I'm saying? 2800 Jams needs you. Word. All right. As we do, there's one more call to take. Oh, shit. Let's hear it. Call number one. Hey, tell our friends. Hey. Uh, I'm a little confused. This is Brendan. Um, there was no voicemail greeting this time, so I don't know what happened. Hopefully I'm leaving a message. There was a little housekeeping happening, and Brendan happened to call right during the transfer. Right, 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 right. We switched the, the number from... We switched the ownership of the number to be telefriends. Yes. Instead of just case. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. In the right place. Um, if not, sorry... Uh, okay, so I have a, a jam in, jam out scenario for you. And um, again, I'm coming with a theme. And the theme is songs with a person's name as the title. Um, I would like the to dedicate my song to uh, frequent caller Rachel because the song's title is Rachel and is by a band called Starfucker. Uh, if you're looking in Spotify, it will be... Uh, Starfucker with no vowels. Um, it's that weird thing. Anyway, um, I saw this band at South by Southwest the only time I ever went, which was 2011. I had never heard of them. My, my friend was just like, hey, you got to see these guys. They're great. And they really are. It was so much fun. Um, and I'm not a particularly a particular enthusiast for uh, live shows like that. I know it's not a cool thing to say, but... Um, being around that many drunk people kind of unnerves me. Um, in any case, Bo, let yes. me get a name theme jam, all right? All right. Bye. Thank you. First of all, thank you, Brenda. Second of all, this is Rachel by Starfucker. What's that? That's what I expected. That's not it. This is, that was Meg by yeah. Audi, also a name song. <laughs> yep. See what I did there? Yes. This is what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what I was expecting, and I'm disappointed, frankly. Alright. Oh, there we go. Warm it up. Warm it up. Really set the table.
we're on the jewels. Do you want to talk about rap for a second? Rap. There's some weird shit about rap that's like maybe people who are not like rapidy rap dudes. I'm not rapidy rap dude. Don't fully know. Right? I, I'm sure about, I don't know. I was talking to my wife about this the other day about how uh, she's right over there. Um, <laughs> about how fucking rap dudes love the fuck out of Vanessa Carlton. Really? Yeah, man. This shit, like, this is a this is Cameron's new single. Looking about my dance. Well, that song's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> like, it's been sampled like a thousand times. Like, it's the dopest shit in the world. The other thing that rap dudes love is Ric Flair. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is Ric Flair by Killer Mike. <laughs> Golden somebody. Also not, there we go. I'm going on tour and I'm going to show anybody out there that thinks for one second that maybe I'm second guessing myself that I am the greatest of all time forever and ever. What surprise? What surprise? I'm back. To make it out the ice cold streets of the city You better have a Christopher Word game with it You better have a dance game similar to Diddy Or play b-baller but a rim like Smitty Josh, Chris, Bosh, Paul, Gasol Or any other nigga that ball and tall I used to sell it white as Paul Wall Gave my young boy three of them in the mall And he gon' bring me 65k back tomorrow You know what big about you know what yeah, you're listening Ice out there. My veins hard pumping igloo. I'm familiar with the money, so jam heavy What the fuck you do? Where the fuck it's the easiest you thing to do. Jam and jam out. When in doubt. I don't know. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks everybody for calling again. Yo, please tell a friend. Give us a call. Right three or four five one eight jams. You don't like the notoriety. You didn't trust the fact that I got more. Rule number one, nice. always record hungry. Rule, rule number two is <laughs> number two. Go number two. Yeah.